Week 10 is a make-or-break week in fantasy football, and we're here to help you make it. The playoffs are coming. There's a championship to be won in your league or leagues, and you're going to get there. Uh, unless you played against Ben Roethlisberger or Christian McCaffrey already this week, then you're in some pretty big trouble. Those guys were pretty good. Welcome into Eye on Fantasy Football. We're coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. And who are we? I'm Dave Richard. Heath Cummings will join me in a second. We're part of the CBS Sports Fantasy Football crew. We are here. Our jobs are to help you win your fantasy football leagues, make excellent decisions for your fantasy roster, and for the next two hours, we're going to take your calls at 855-212-4227 and do our jobs. Do it exactly that. Heath Cummings. It's Saturday of Week 10. Hopefully you didn't go up against Ben Roethlisberger or Christian McCaffrey in any of your leagues. I'm not even worried about it. Ben Roethlisberger, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, please, five touchdowns. You're not going to worry about that? No big deal. I've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I've got Mike Davis. I've got Tyler Boyd. I've got (laughs) C.J. Uzama. I've got all the guys we were planning on counting on all year long. Those guys are going to bring me back in Week 10. Were you counting on Rob Gronkowski all year long? I hope because, not. well, a lot of people are. A lot of people took him with the second-round pick, and in Week 1 he was amazing, scored a touchdown and had over 100 yards. And since then he's been a disappointment, and it looks like he is not going to be available in Week 10. An ESPN report came out earlier today saying that he is not expected to play against the Tennessee Titans. We didn't need an ESPN report. Phil Sims told us. On uh, just just, uh, just last night, <laughs> that is true. In New York City, that Rob Gronkowski wasn't going to play. This is this is really bad. If you used a second or even a third round pick on him, he hasn't been worth a fourth round pick so far this year. Thankfully, the replacement cost at tight end is so low that you can dig pretty deep and find a guy that's going to give you about the same thing that most people are getting in this position. So I'd like to know a couple of those names. There's people listening right now on CBS Sports Radio that would like a replacement for Rob Gronkowski or maybe another tight end that they have on their team that they're just not quite sure of, or maybe people are just looking for a tight end. Just in case, David Njoku, who's questionable for his game in Week 10, do you have a couple of names that you could uh, you know, open our eyes to? I think there's one that you agree with, one that you disagree with, and they're playing against each other in the same game. It's Ben Watson. It's CJ Uzama. Uh-huh. Uzama's going to have more opportunity with AJ Green out. They've got to throw the ball to somebody. They can't throw 30 targets to Tyler Boyd in that game. Ben Watson playing against that Bengals defense has just been absolutely terrible. He may have a target problem because of Drew Brees' pass attempts on the road, but he has been pretty good for a tight end. You have to put that asterisk in there wherever you're talking about this position. Yeah, and in the case of CJ Uzama, he has scored seven fantasy points or less in each game this seven season. Seven fantasy points is not bad for a tight end. That you, you will take that, but that's the high for him. He hasn't had a game with double-digit fantasy points, at least not in non-PPR. In PPR leagues, he has gotten you there, so he does make me nervous. At least in the case of Benjamin Watson, I know that he's going to play a lot in New Orleans. That's a team that's going to throw the ball a decent amount. Usually when they're on the road, like they're going to be on Sunday, I think they won't be quite as prolific passing, but Des Bryant, this is another big story. A lot of people picked up Des Bryant in fantasy Oops. leagues, and he hurt himself in practice on Friday. Torn Achilles, he is 
out for the year. He will not play this year. And I just think that opens up some targets for Benjamin Watson. I think the old man can score this week, and at least we've seen him get double-digit targets. There's a lot of other players that might be fantasy-relevant who are out this week. Jamison Crowder has been out for a while. We're going to talk about Maurice Harris as the show goes on and how he can be impactful both in seasonal leagues and also in daily fantasy. Pierre Garçon's another wide receiver who's out. I don't know how many people were really going to lean on Pierre Garçon. Robbie Anderson with the Jets is doubtful. He's not expected to play. But speaking of the Jets, they're playing against the Buffalo Bills. This is not going to be a fantasy bonanza by any stretch of the imagination. We're going to see Josh McCown start for the Jets and Matt Barkley start for the Buffalo Bills. No one's going to use these guys in their seasonal fantasy leagues. But the DSTs in this matchup, Heath, there are some people that are a little nervous to start the Jaguars DST because they're playing against the Colts, the Don't Rams me. DST because they're playing against the Seahawks. Could you veer toward the Jets defense or the Bills defense as replacements? I was a lot more excited. First off, I'll answer the easy part of that question. Yes, the Jets are a top five defense this week. Any defense playing against the Buffalo Beef Bills are a top five defense. I, I'm a little bit worried about the Bills now, though, because part of the appeal of starting the Bills' defense, and they've been pretty good, but their offense is so bad it doesn't really matter, and it's not going to be better with Matt Barkley. Part of the appeal was going against Sam Darnold, who has had such trouble taking care of the football. They've got this injury thing with Darnold, whether it's a significant injury or whether they just thought he needed a week to watch Josh McCown play. I don't like the Bills' defense as much with McCown at quarterback. That's interesting that you say that because I don't mind them one bit. I do like the Jets' defense better, though. Now, before we get to the calls, and we have a lot of them already stacked up at 855-212-4CBS, I want to bring up a topic that doesn't have it to do with Week 10 because there's a player who's not even going to play in Week 10 and might not play at all. Le'Veon Bell... Yeah. has been uh, missing in action this season. We know we, we knew that he wasn't happy with his contract, but we still drafted him in the first round. He went in the first round of every single fantasy draft. And now there's a report that came out Saturday night from ESPN's Adam Schefter that he is not expected to report this season, which means that people took Le'Veon Bell in the first round, and now he's not even going to play. You threw your first-round pick away. Heath Cummings, how long have you been playing fantasy football for? 20 years. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Right around, I, yeah. I'm, I'm right about 22 years. Yeah. Is this the biggest first-round bust in the history of fantasy football? It's, Le'Veon Bell, 2018. It's definitely the biggest first-round bust that's not injury-related. Sure. Well, at least with an injured player, I would know that I could cut the guy because right. he's not going to come back this year. I've been, I've got Le'Veon in a couple of leagues. I was a sucker in a couple of my leagues. I took him with a first-round pick. I thought he'd eventually come back. Come back. And, uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but I took James Conner in those leagues. So I'm doing okay. I think he's the biggest first-round bust in the history of fantasy football because at least injured players, you knew you could get rid of them. Other players, like like some people said, no, David Johnson's a bust this year. Well, David Johnson is at least giving you a couple of decent games. Le'Veon's giving you zero every single week. You've had to carry him on your bench. It's been an ornament on your bench. It's been annoying. I, I think Le'Veon Bell is probably the worst pick that anybody's the, ever the made. The only thing I will say is we've had a lot of wrong Le'Veon Bell reports so far this season. We've had a lot of we think this is going to happen with Le'Veon Bell. I, don't cut him until Tuesday 
at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's good don't advice. Don't cut him until the, the deadline has passed because we, we, we think we know now what's going to happen with Bell, but we have thought we've known what was going to happen multiple times and we've been wrong, and almost everyone's been wrong. Would you, would you try and trade Le'Veon for anything you could possibly get in any league at this point? It's kind of bad form, but absolutely, yes. Yeah, I mean, someone might do it just for the chance. They'll right. give up their, their you know, Elijah McGuire. A bench running back who actually could end up being pretty decent this week in PPR in exchange for Le'Veon Bell. But maybe your worst bench guy for Le'Veon just in case he comes back, but it sounds like that's not going to happen. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's begin Eye on Fantasy Football, Saturday of Week 10 with David in New Orleans. David, you are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, hi, guys. How y'all doing tonight? What's up, David? Oh, I have a tough decision over some good players here. I'm in a um, um, a 10-team full-point PPR, and I'm having trouble deciding um, over two flex starters. I can't believe two of these are even flex starters. They're usually my normal starters. Um, And some of this will be contingent on whether Chris Carson is active or not. Uh, I need two IDs for uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, uh, Scantling, Mike Davis, and uh, Golden Tate. I need two out of those four flex. David, you've got a tough problem well, because you know some of what? these guys are very, very good. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been a hot waiver pickup. Mike Davis is going to be the replacement for Chris Carson. Chris Carson is a game-time decision listed as questionable by the Seahawks. Heath, you're looking rather confident, though. You seem to have an answer. Well, I, you've got a good problem. It is much better to have a tough decision to make with your flex between good players than have a tough decision to make in your flex between bad players, which a lot of people have to do this weekend. It's a 10-team league, so that makes sense. The one thing I will say to start is if Chris Carson doesn't play, Mike Davis is a must-start. I'm going to be using him as a number two running back. I've got him ranked as a borderline number one running back. This guy, whenever he's gotten 12 carries in a game, he has scored double-digit fantasy points for you this season. It's happened three times. And if Carson's out, I don't think he's going to get 12 carries. He may get 24 touches. He's proven to be, after last week, game script independent. You don't have to worry about that. He had eight targets, caught seven passes in week nine. So start Mike Davis as long as Carson is out. And for the second one, this is going to be maybe a little bit of a shock, but I'm going to go with Marquez Valdez-Scantling over T.Y. Hilton over Golden Tate. I'm a little bit worried about Hilton against Jalen Ramsey. Most teams out there still have to start him, and he's a fine flex option. But you are in such a phenomenal situation with Davis and with Valdez-Scantling that I would just sit Hilton down. Don't worry about that matchup. And you got to wait a week on Golden Tate and see what his usage is like with his new team. So I'm going to go in a different direction. I think Golden Tate is the better start to go with Mike Davis, and that's assuming that Chris Carson is ruled out, and we know that before the game. Golden Tate's going to be used very similarly to how he was we used in Detroit. We don't know that. I don't think the Eagles trade for him he, at the deadline to change his role. He had 10 targets per game in Detroit. There oh, I don't not, think he'll be quite that many, but still the same type of he is slot not, role usage. He's about kind of a Jarvis Landry guy, a 10 to 11 yards per reception guy. So if he's getting seven targets, let's say, he's going to catch four to five of them. That's 40 to 50 yards, and you're praying he scores a touchdown. I think he can do better than 40 or 50 yards. I think he actually gets an upgrade at quarterback. I think he can catch six passes, and I think they might use him on the deep ball a couple of times as well. That's been an element missing in Philadelphia's offense. Let's keep it moving on the phones and go to Don in Florida. Don, you are on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, sure, Don. I got two two quick questions for you. The first one, uh, Galladay or Breda in half PPR? 
I'm going with Kenny Galladay. I am scared of Matt Breida and just the injuries that he's gone through this year. He's done a great job always getting ready for the next week, but you can't always count on him to get through the current week. Thank you. And the second one, I need to start uh, three of five in full PPI. Um, Chris Godwin, Traquan Smith, uh, Valdez Scantling, uh, Breda, and Maurice Harris. So this isn't as pretty as the previous one. No, this is this is the kind of problem you don't want to. And have. I think Mark was Valdez Scantling. That that's the Packers' sure. number two wide yep. receiver, rookie, very fast, very tall, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. What's not to like about that? I think you're going to start him. I would go with Traquan Smith as your second wide receiver there. I would not use Chris Godwin, and I would also go Smith, Valdez Scantling, and Maurice Harris. Maybe we just talk about Maurice Harris now. Looks like he's going to be the slot receiver for the Redskins. Washington's offensive line is in terrible shape. Alex Smith is going to have to get rid of the ball. Lickety split 40 times against Tampa Bay because you know the Bucks are going to put points on the scoreboard. I think Maurice Harris, who had 10 catches for 124 yards last week, can come through with another big catch rate this week i would go with him as your number three receiver in your ppr league yeah he would actually be my number two in this situation the only place i would argue with you there is i would go with Breida over traquan smith just because of i think what will be a lowered number of pass attempts for drew Brees. i don't know if you see more than four targets for traquan which is kind of what he's been most of the year you're just hoping he scores a touchdown I do think Breed is more reliable than Traquan is. The only problem is Breed doesn't catch many passes, and he doesn't get a ton of work. He's only had 15-plus touches once this season, and he did not reward fantasy owners that game when he did it. He had less than seven fantasy points. 855-212-4227 is the number. We're heading to my hometown. Sweet home Chicago. Goose is on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Pleasure to always be able to talk to you on a Saturday night. This week was my wheel and deal week. Um, All right, let's must, hear it. Must-win situation. So I made a big trade. I have uh, Cook and um, DeAndre Hopkins on by. And so I, I gave up Hopkins, and I got back um, Alshon and Fitzgerald. That put me in a position where now I need to figure out who my third receiver is going to be in a half-a-point PPR. Um, and I'm going between uh, – I've got MBS – Alshon, and now I'm trying to decide whether I do Humphreys, Fitzgerald, Ridley, or Godwin in a half-point PPR. And if I can ask you a quick trade question, I'd appreciate that. But go ahead and if you can answer that one. Then I'll answer your receiver question quickly so we can get to the trade question. I'm going to go with Alshon, Fitzgerald, and Valdez Scantling. You just traded for these two receivers. I actually don't like the trade with Hopkins. I would have tried to wait one more week for Hopkins, but I get that you're in a must-win situation, Gus. Uh, but I, I think MVS, Alshon, and Fitzgerald are your receivers. Got you. Yeah, it was must win, so I, I really had to do it. But I, I hear you. Um, so, so here, check this out. Uh, I've got an option where I can get Mahomes, but it would cost me James White in a backfield situation where I had David Johnson, Duke Johnson, Chubb, Carrion, and Mike Davis, and my three receivers are Watson, Trubisky, and Rivers. Do I make a move there? Do I need to make a move? Because I love Mahomes, but I'm pretty. I'm, I I don't know if I should make it because I think I. I could make it, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Who is your current quarterback now? I got Watson, Trubisky, and Rivers. I'm kind of just going with best matchup right now. I I think if you hold on to those guys and you go with the best matchup there, James White is worth more than Patrick Mahomes. And let's let's just face facts. Phillip Rivers this week is taking on the Oakland Raiders. You just saw what the great Nick Mullins did to the Oakland Raiders. He had three touchdowns. How many is Phillip Rivers going to have? He should have at least three. He should have a big game, so you don't need Patrick Mahomes this week. And it'd be nice to have Mahomes on your fantasy team. He should be outstanding, but Deshaun Watson's schedule, when he comes back from the bye, 
It's it's pretty good. His last game against Jacksonville is until week 17. Here it is. Washington, Tennessee, Cleveland, Indianapolis, the Jets in week 15, and then week 16, probably his next tough matchup at Philadelphia. I think you will see Deshaun Watson play just fine. I don't even know if you need Mitchell Trubisky on your team, but I know that you're a Bears fan, so you might want to carry him along, and I, I just don't think you're going to be able to trade anything for Mitchell Trubisky at that point. So don't love the trade for Goose. But I love his quarterback depth. He does not need to trade James White, who might be the fantasy sleeper of the year. A lot of people waited a long time to uh, either pick him up off the waiver wire or draft him. We were talking about James White as a sleeper during the preseason, and he has certainly benefited both fantasy owners and the New England Patriots. All right. When we come back to Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio, more of your calls, more question marks at running back. Sony Michelle. Carry on Johnson. We'll talk about Chris Carson in that Seattle run game. Are these guys safe starts in week number 10? Stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. They say that running backs are the lifeblood of fantasy football. If you don't have good ones going, you have a hard time winning. And I don't know if Chris Carson, Sony Michelle, and Carry on Johnson are exactly considered cream of the crop fantasy running backs, but we'd prefer to have them in their lineups, in all of our lineups, than not. I'm Dave Richard, joined by Heath Cummings. Thanks for sticking with Eye on Fantasy Football here on CBS Sports Radio. Heath, Chris Carson, Sony Michelle, Carrion Johnson, they're all questionable. Let's start with Carson in Seattle. What are you expecting, and, and what's your game plan there if you've got him on your team? Yeah, I, I prefer, for for really the most part, that he doesn't play this week. It's going to be a lot more confusing situation if he doesn't. If you've got him on your lineup, you need to have a different plan because he hasn't practiced all week. Pete Carroll has said that he's getting better throughout the week, but Pete Carroll's the most optimistic guy in the <laughs> NFL. If, my, if he doesn't play, Mike Davis is a borderline top 12 guy. Mike Davis still available in 20% of CBS Sports Leagues, and the Rams' run defense has actually been pretty bad. What about Sony Michelle, the Patriots? They're taking on the Titans tomorrow. The general expectation is that he is going to play. I wouldn't feel completely confident with him in my lineup as a number two running back. The Titans have been very good against running backs, and James White's still there to take care of all the passing work and some of the running work. He's a low number two in case you wanted to get somebody to put in place of Sonny Michelle in case he's inactive we've seen Cordero Patterson serve as a running back he's been a receiver for most of his career but the Patriots have been using him as a running back he's only owning about a third of CBS sports fantasy leagues so you should be able to find him on the waiver wire and if you play on CBS he's available as both a running back and a wide receiver carry on Johnson in Detroit Heath yeah I think he's going to play this week he, he's been practicing for most of the week and he is a mid-range number two it's really tough with Blunt there with Theo Riddick there you get you get a little bit of danger of him losing goal line work to Blunt you've got the definite him losing passing work to Riddick he's a mid-range number two running back but there's not a lot of floor there and he's playing Chicago very difficult matchup for carry on Johnson I would actually try and stay away from carry on Johnson this week Chris Ivory is also listed as questionable but nobody's really excited to use him Marlon Mack is going to play. He was on the injury report earlier this week. He is off of it now, and he will play against Jacksonville. That sounds like a tough matchup, but it's actually not. Marlon Mack, he's a, he's a top 12 fantasy running back for me. Uh, Heath, what about for you? Not quite top 12, but he's a, he's a top 20 guy for sure. All right. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. On to the phones we go. Dylan has been waiting patiently in Pittsburgh. Dylan, you are on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. I got a quick question here, and this will depend if both guys end up playing. 
Should I go with uh, Leonard Fournette or Sony Michelle? If both, I mean, it could, the decision could be easy for you if one of them didn't play. I think they're both going to be active this week, though, and I do like Fournette just a little bit more than I like Michelle. It, it's a better matchup for him. The Colts' run defense isn't as good as the Titans have been so far this year. I'm going to go the other way. I think if they're both playing, I think Sony Michelle well, that's not helpful. has. Uh, I know it's not helpful, but I'm giving my opinion. I think Sony Michelle actually has the higher ceiling. We've seen him play very well and get a lot of carries. Hopefully, he's fine. Hopefully, Leonard Fournette's fine. We really haven't seen much of him at all this season. He is certainly on the first round bust list. And I wonder if the, the Jaguars just ease him a little bit. I don't think he's going to play many third downs. I think that's going to be where TJ Yeldon plays. So there will be um, just as much of a split with Fournette. And Yeldon, as there will be with Sony Michelle and James White, I think Sony Michelle though is on the better team, the one that can probably win the game by running the ball. I'm counting on the Patriots' run game to be pretty good this week if Sony Michelle is active. Let's keep it going on the phones. Trey in New York. We were talking to Trey in person in New York What's yesterday. Up, What's up, Trey? What's up, man? So good to meet you yesterday. <laughs> it was great to meet you too, and now it's time to help you win your fantasy league. Yes, because I'm on the way there. I'm uh, eight and one, right? So I'm going to prepare for the playoffs. Okay. Is, um, Kevin Johnson and Chris Godwin are they drivable for the rest of the season? Because I want no, 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 Trey. You, Chris no, Godwin no. is, but I, I would not drop on Johnson at all, and not, not even in a ten-team league. I, did, did we have a little bit of dispute between Dave and I over whether you should use him this week? I like him as a number two. Dave thinks he's more of a flex or try to stay away. But I still think there's way too much upside for Johnson and with the big playability. And there's still a chance as we move forward that Garrett Blunt gets phased out more and Johnson sees a higher percentage. I mean, we, we saw it when Theo Riddick was hurt that on Johnson got a bigger role. And so really, anytime anything happens in this Lions backfield where Riddick gets hurt or disappoints the coaches, same thing with LeGarrette Blunt. We know he's an old man. Carrion's going to get a big workload and a bigger opportunity. Right now, the opportunity isn't that big. I think he's absolutely worth hanging on to. You do not want to let a good running back like that end up on somebody else's roster. We are now going to go to a CBS Sports Radio update. Here's John Fass. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. Barreling toward Week 10 Sunday, here to help you set your lineups as best as possible. Dave Richard, Heath Cummings from CBS Sports, trying to help you win your leagues. That's what we're all about. We're going to do it uh, as fast as possible on the phones this segment, get to as many callers as we can, and help you guys out. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 Four two two seven. One quick questionable that I wanted to get to you on, Heath, and that's Sammy Watkins of the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people don't know when the right time is to start Sammy Watkins. I would imagine because he's questionable this week that this might not be the right time to put him out there against Arizona. Yeah, for the most part, I think. If, I mean, if you're one of the primary parts of this Chiefs offense, when you play is the right time to play them because the upside <laughs> is just so huge. I mean, you don't want to miss what he did in Week Eight against the Broncos: eight catches, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. But he does have a foot injury, and he has had foot problems in the past, and he only has one partial practice this week. So if there was a week to get away from him, this would be the week. I agree 100%. Keep him on the bench. Let's see what Jeff in Rhode Island's got for us here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How's it going? Jeff, right. thank you so much for calling in. I've um, got a couple of starter sits for you. Um, a one-point PPR league, I need um, Brandon Cooks or Golden Tate. And I need a defense this week, um, San Diego or the Chiefs. 
I love, love, love the Chargers against the Raiders. This looks like a football team. You hate to say that guys have quit on their job, but it looks like a football team that has quit on Gruden. And the Chargers defense just keeps getting healthier. They don't have Bosa back yet, but they are an excellent option this week against the Raiders. Go with them. And then I know Dave likes Golden Tate a lot this week, but I think we're going to agree Brandon Cooks is the better option. He is a top 12 wide receiver for me. Agree 100% on both. By the way, the Chargers defense, it's not just this week. Their next three games, it's Oakland, it's Denver, it's Arizona. Do any of those offenses scare you? No, not at all. No, I think they've got a nice schedule ahead that fantasy owners are going to enjoy. Paul in Louisiana, you are on CBS Sports Radio. If Carson sits uh, Penny, Bibbs, or Yeldon, and pick two from me, Amadola, Kurt Dotson, M. Harris, D. Moore. Amendola, Kirk, Doxon, did he say? Yep. And David Moore and Mo Harris is also in that list. That's that is a lot of wide receivers. Let's answer the first one. Uh, T.J. Yeldon, I think, is the best option. I agree. Running backs that you said. Yeah. So we got Amendola, Kirk. I'm not going to start Josh Doxon. I like Amendola actually quite a bit because they're going to be chasing the score. He has been Brock Osweiler's favorite wide receiver. And even if that Packers defense plays well, I do think you'll see him get the ball out quick. Kind of a similar situation to Mo Harris, who I think is another good option. And then I'd probably go with Christian Kirk as the third. I agree 100% on that one. And, and the one other name, he, he said T.J. Eldon and Capri Bibbs was another running back he talked about. If you're desperate, Capri Bibbs will be the passing downs back for Washington. We know that Chris Thompson, that's another name that we will not have on Sunday when uh, when the Redskins take on the Bucks. It's a pretty good matchup for Washington. If their offensive line wasn't so bad, I think we'd really like Adrian Peterson a lot. 855-212-4CBS is the number. Call us up. That's what Telly did. Telly is in D.C., and now he's on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, what's up, fella? What's up, Telly? All right. Hey, look, listen. I was the one that drafted Lady on Bell, but I managed to overcome it. I still start three running backs per week. Listen, Barkley, um, White, McCaffrey, and I got Drake and Jones coming off the bench. But my problem is wide receiver, right? I need two out of four. And because Baldwin got a bye week coming up, I need two, possibly three out of four um, wide receivers. Julia Edelman, Amari Cooper, Doug Baldwin, um, and Michael Crabtree. Okay, run those. We got, we got we got a lot of names there. You got Doug Baldwin. You got Michael Crabtree. You said Julian Edelman as well. Yeah, and Amari Cooper. Okay, so I I, th- I think pretty good squad. That's not a, that's not a bad squad. Um, I mean, this week, you're going to go with Julian Edelman. Rob Gronkowski's out. He's going to get the targets. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper over Doug Baldwin. I'm scared of him. We've joked about him kind of being the operation game right now. He got just a little bit of everything wrong with him. So those are my top two. I'd go with Edelman and Cooper. Jared from Louisiana is on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Jared. I got um, a half-point PPR. I need two flexes out of these four names, please. Golden Tate. Sony Michelle, T.Y. Hilton, which I'll talk about, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Thanks. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you need two of those, I'm probably going with Sony Michelle and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. 
I know we've talked, we've, Dave and I have gone back and forth on Tate versus MVS. I do think MVS has more upside. Tate may be a little safer in PPR if we knew what his workload was going to be. But those are the two. I'm, I'm worried about Hilton against Ramsey. I am worried about Hilton as well. He would be last on this list. I think Hilton is okay as a low-end number two fantasy wide receiver, but I like Tate and Valdez-Scantling better. And certainly if Sony Michelle is active, you would go with him. I would go Sony and Tate. That's if Sony does play. And if it comes out on Sunday that Sony Michelle just isn't healthy enough and the Patriots aren't comfortable with him going at uh, less than 100%, then it's Tate and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It's an easy answer for you, Jared. Let's move on to George in Michigan. George, how can we help you this evening? I'm in a 10-man uh, point PPR. I got Matt Ryan and Drew Brees and a 300-yard bonus after you hit the 300. Four-point bonus. It's well, a big you know, bonus. Matt, Matt Ryan hasn't just got you 300 yards. He's got you 350 yards in five of his last six games. And Drew, both these quarterbacks, indoor quarterbacks on the road, but we saw Ryan kind of get past that last week against Washington. I'm a little more worried about Breeze on the road this week than I am Ryan. I'd start him, especially with that bonus, because I think we'll see Ryan throw more than we do Breeze. And going into last week, I was nervous about Matt Ryan. Playing on the road, outdoors, on grass, man, that hasn't been a good formula for him. But a combination of things happened for him against Washington. Number one, he was on fire. He was connecting to his receivers both deep and short. Really did a great job of getting yards after catch from both Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, who scored a touchdown, by the way. But he also ran into a Washington defense that had a very, very hard time tackling now, I would think that in a lot of cases that, you know, he'd go up against a better defense, but that's not going to be the case this week. Cleveland's secondary is banged up, and I think that we will see some more good numbers from Matt Ryan. I agree. You start him over Drew Brees. Blake is in Florida. I don't know if this is the Blake in Florida that throws passes for Jacksonville. I don't think it is. But I don't think it is either. It'd be, it'd be interesting if it was, but this guy might even have a better arm than that. Blake, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? I wish I was that Blake, but I'm not. I bet you uh, wish you actually, had the bank account of that Blake. Oh, 100%. Actually, the guy a couple, a few callers before me might have answered this question. I was originally going to ask um, who to start in the standard league, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Golden Tate. Everybody um, has but, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Golden yeah, Tate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I could also put him in the flex option. Um, right now I have James White in the flex, and I'm running Sony Michelle and running back two, so... Wasn't sure if you guys can kind of help me out with that and, you know, kind of help me set that line up. Well, I would absolutely stick with the Patriots running backs if they're both going to play. I'm expecting them both to get a lot of work. White more so as a pass catcher. Sony on the ground. And we've seen Sony Michelle. He's had 18, 19, 20 carries, sometimes a little bit more. He's been very, very good for New England. He's given them a big boost there on the ground. And it's actually taken numbers away from Tom Brady. And that's the thing that I'm actually worried about with Tom Brady this week is that he's not going to have to throw nearly as much as we'd like to see. He's fallen outside of the top 12 each of the last two weeks. I think that could continue on. It'll be interesting to see if Michelle is as good. This Titans defense, we just completely overlook them and act like they're not actually good. Nobody has given up fewer points this year than the Titans. It's crazy, but I but I look at who Tennessee's played. Right. And I don't know how many offenses that they've played and certainly as many run games. You know, Miami, Houston, Jacksonville, you know, there's a couple of decent run games in there. When they took on Philadelphia, their run game was a mess. That was a messy game all the way around. Buffalo, Baltimore, the Chargers in London, and, and the Chargers did a great job against them. Uh, I, I think that they we're going to see they did an okay job against Zeke in their last game, 
but I don't think that means that they're going to be able to slow down the Patriots' run game. I, I see that as being a big-time success story. 855-212-4CBS is the number. Neil in Boston is on Ion Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. 12-team, uh, half-point PPR. I'm, uh, I have a ton of people on by this week, so I need to pick up a wide receiver. Uh, just wondering, should I do Adam Humphreys, D.D. Westbrook, or Mark, Mike Sarge-Riley? But uh, he kind of sucks. <laughs> you don't want to go with Mike Sarge-Riley. Uh, I would go... Where where would you go with that of the two I, other I'd receivers? Go, I'd go with Didi. I don't buy the Adam Humphreys thing at all. He scored two touchdowns last week that matched his career high for a season. Adam Humphreys is not the red zone option. They've got O.J. Howard. They've got Mike Evans. They've got Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin deep. I do think Humphreys may still get seven or eight targets in this game, but traditionally when Adam Humphreys gets seven or eight targets, it translates to 40 or 50 yards. He scored his touchdowns for this year. Can I play a little bit of devil's advocate here? I, I would expect it's nothing less. One of my favorite games to play. We know that the Tampa Bay run game is a mess. We know that Mike Evans is going to be a focal point for the defense to try and slow down. We know that Chris Godwin is starting to fade a little bit. Is Adam Humphrey stepping up because the run game isn't there? And well, he's he's wide open is, underneath is for Tampa Bay. Or did, he get, or did he just score his two touchdowns for the year last week? Last three games, Heath, he's had a minimum of eight targets per game. Last two games, at least seven catches. At Last two games, at least 76 yards. And in a half PPR, he's been good for double-digit fantasy points each of the last two weeks. I'm not going to count on him for touchdowns. I'm going to count on him for six catches and 50 yards, seven catches and 60 to 70 yards. I think he can do that. Steak and eggs, Neil. Steak and eggs. Richard is in Nebraska, and Richard is on CBS Sports Radio. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Richard, what's up? Oh, not much, not much. Hey, Dave was wondering, who do you uh, follow for college football? Uh, Miami Hurricanes. Oh, okay. I, I didn't. I know that was Adams. and Oh, that's mine, too. Sure, so. Mine, too. Okay, okay. Just wanted to check since you're uh, from the uh, Illinois area, I believe. Yeah, so. I'm originally from um, Chicago, but I made my way to South Florida. Uh, you know, not as much snow down here as there is in the Midwest. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah. Um, kind of looking ahead here, um, I've got a PPR league, um, kind of stuck rosters on, on, uh, on, on player maximums and minimums and things. Um, good at wide receiver. Is there a running back that's probably sitting right now as an RB2 or an RB3? that you would uh, look to target potentially in a trade that might play himself into like an RB1 for the remainder of the season, especially the playoff schedule. I've got uh, Cooper playing right now as wide receiver and a bye for Emmanuel Sanders and then Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown. Would you uh, – Mixon's my top running back, and I'm kind of filling in with some others, um, or just kind of stand pat. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's one this week that is going to play that way this week. It's David Johnson because he's got that great matchup against the Chiefs, but I don't know that I like him very much for the rest of the season. A guy that emerged that has been more of a running back three that's moved into that running back two territory and maybe a borderline running back one in PPR leagues is Deion Lewis. If they're going to give him 15-plus carries a week and he's going to be the primary pass-catching back and you're seeing five to six catches each week, Lewis may move into that James White territory in PPR leagues where he is a borderline number one running back in that format. And the last one I would say in non-PPR is Nick Chubb. Just because the Browns, even when they fall behind, they've lost the last two games by 15-plus points. And Chubb has seen 18 and 20 carries. And he has that big playability. Jack in Boston, you're on CBS Sports Radio. I have a few options at flex. I just need to make the right decision. Um, 
Right now, I have Traquan Smith in uh, the PPR, but I also have Mark Ingram, so I'm kind of wary about starting two Saints. But anyway, there's Traquan Smith, Amari Cooper, Edo Smith, Theo Riddick, and I think that's it. And, um, and it's all for just one flex spot, right, Jack? Just one. And it's in the PPR league. You had me at Amari Cooper. Dallas Cowboys have clearly made him an integral part of their offense. You saw it in their last game. Even Dak's interception kind of spoke to me in terms of how he wants to get Amari Cooper involved. Threw to him in double coverage in the end zone. I know that wasn't great for Dak's fantasy stats, and you wish that Amari Cooper had somehow come up with that pass, but he threw to him in double coverage in the end zone. He wants to score touchdowns with Amari Cooper. The Cowboys are desperate to have that happen for them. I think he is your flex the rest of the season. I love putting Ingram on your bench. You want to have that running back depth. We'll see what Traquan Smith can develop into. Ito Smith certainly could become a big-time player in Atlanta. If Tevin Coleman were to ever go down, as of now he's getting about 10 touches per game, Amari Cooper would be the direction that I would go in. This has been the first of two hours of Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Heath, how do you think we're doing so far? Fantastic. I think I think we've got a lot more to go. We haven't even talked about the CBSSports.com start of the week. Usually that's done by Jamie Eisenberg, and it is this week as well, but he's not here to talk about his start of the week. Who is it? We're going to tell you all about him, a running back that must be in your lineups in week number 10. Stick around another hour to come. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. We are back, hour number two, Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. We are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios. National Mortgage Lender Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. And we are going to talk about Jamie Eisenberg's start of the week. Jamie Eisenberg every week picks one player who he believes will be the the best, I don't know, value of the safest start who's not obvious for fantasy owners. And he picked somebody this week, a running back, who's taking on the Miami Dolphins. And this is a Dolphins defense. They've allowed at least one touchdown to a running back in three, six of their last seven games. Six of their last seven games, a running back has scored on the Miami Dolphins. I would say that's pretty good. But what if that running back fumbled in his last game and was only worth six fantasy points? That's the case this week, Heath Cummings. Aaron Jones is the start of the week. Is he is he worth it? Is he a top 15 fantasy running back? Is he a top 24 running back? Or is the situation in the Packers' backfield so nerve-wracking that he can't be considered a safe start? I don't know about the word safe, but this is absolutely what I would call a smash spot. I mean, you're a 10-point favorite at home against a terrible run defense. You're a running back that's averaged over five yards per carry for the last year and a half. Clearly the best running back in Green Bay when he gets the ball. The problem has been getting the ball. He does not have a game this season yet with 15 carries. He got his most carries in a game last week, 14 of them, and then you mentioned that fumble. He did not have a carry after the fumble and that loss against the Patriots, but they didn't run a lot of offensive plays after the fumble. They were behind. They were throwing the ball. He's not really involved in the passing game. Hasn't had more than two catches in a game all year. I think there's a very good chance Aaron Jones is not a top 15 back. He's a top five back this week. But there is just enough risk that you can't quite rank him there because they have used Jamal Williams a lot. They have split up carries between these two backs. Still, in this spot, as a big home favorite against such a bad defense with what he's shown, he's a start. Well, you said bad defense. The Dolphins, last week they took on the Jets. 
They held the Jets to under four yards per carry. It's the first time since week three that the Dolphins have done that. 4.6 yards per carry to running backs on the balance of the season for the Dolphins with seven rushing touchdowns and three passing touchdowns all to the running back position. And we've seen Aaron Jones in his last, I believe, last three games. He's had just an unbelievable rushing average. And he's started to lead the way in this backfield really since the Packers' bye week. I think this is a great opportunity for Aaron Jones to be awesome for fantasy. I look at him as a number two fantasy running back. I don't think he's a top 12 guy. Jamie has to say that he's a top 12 guy. He believes in Aaron Jones, but clearly if you've got him on your fantasy team, you better be rocking at running back in order to sit Aaron Jones. He should have an outstanding game. Now, we've got a lot of callers to get to, Heath. We're going to answer everybody's phone calls 855-212-4227. A lot of fantasy questions. It's week 10. A lot of people out there might be 5-4 or 4-5. A lot of people might have started Cam Newton this week and been disappointed. Maybe a few of them. Bye weeks were kicking in. Four teams were on bye. Maybe somebody started Devin Funches. Maybe they just didn't get enough points out of James Conner in his three quarters or so of action on Thursday. That was a heck of a game, by the way. I think Pittsburgh's offense is really rolling. So let's get to the phones. Rick in Cleveland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. And, um, a wide receiver in a PPR league, should I go with uh, Landry, Galladay, Hilton, or should I pick up Maurice Harris? So you only need to start one of those guys? Yeah, just one of them. Yeah, you're, you're in a good spot. I don't think we're going to necessarily agree on this, but you're in a good spot. Now you're just going to have to decide whether you believe me or Dave. I would actually go with Kenny Galladay in this spot. Matthew Stafford missed him a couple times last week, but he is taking over more of the Golden Tate role. I still believe he's the best wide receiver in Detroit. He can do everything. He can work in the red zone. He can go deep. He can also go over the middle. And I expect Galladay to have a pretty good game in this spot. I'm a little bit nervous about Jarvis Landry. I'm still starting him in most PPR leagues, but he has not been as productive as he should be. What we've known of Jarvis Landry in the past is he's High volume, catches a lot of passes, but doesn't really do much after the catch, and he's a 10-yard-per-catch guy. Well, he's still that, but he's not catching near as high of a percentage, just a 52% catch rate this year. So I would go with Galladay. Rick is in a PPR league, and Jarvis Landry is at least catching a lot of passes. Galladay has seven targets in his last three games combined. It scares me. I love the talent of Kenny Galladay. You know this, Heath. I was talking him up last year. But I think Jarvis Landry is in a position against a Falcons defense that has been very bad against slot receivers, really, for the better part of the whole season. I think we're going to see him get double-digit targets again, six-plus catches again. I think the receiving average is going to be what you said. It's going to be under 10 yards per carry, but I think he's got a decent chance to score. That would be my pick in PPR. Will is in Baltimore. Will, how can we help your fantasy team? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? We're great, Will. Good to hear. Good to hear. Hey, I think you actually covered a lot of it in the last call, but um, just to kind of, I'll, I'll make this quick. So, like five weeks ago, I made a a really kind of silly trade in hindsight. I I gave up James White for Le'Veon Bell. At that point, I was okay with running backs. This week, I was able to get out of the Bell situation. I ended up packaging him and Jarvis Landry for MVS and uh, Elijah McGuire, which I'm pretty thrilled with. I gotta say, but the trade apparently isn't going to go through until Tuesday. I'm not sure why the commission is just not pushing it through, which means that I'm stuck with OBJ and Jarvis this week at wide receiver, and I have Marlon Mack at running back one. But that means I need a running back two and a flex in a 12-team half PPR league. 
I'm four and five and need a win really bad. I was going to start McGuire, but it seems as though I'm stuck with Doug Martin or Carlos Hyde, both of which I basically hate. Uh, Naeem Hines is simply a handcuff for, uh, for Mac. I have Cordell Patterson and Bibbs both on free agency. And uh, for Flex, again, assuming this trade doesn't go through, I have to choose between Muhammad Sanu, Galladay, and Humphreys. Uh, Galladay just scares me. I uh, feel as though I don't have an option, though. Chris Gordon and Maurice Harris are free agents. Yeah, I, I would go with Galladay as the flex. I see the upside that Heath sees. I just can't start him over Jarvis Landry in a PPR league. I, I The running back situation, if you can start Cordero Patterson at running back, and if Sony Michelle is inactive, and we'll get word on that before kickoff of, uh, of the 1 o'clock games, of course, on CBSSports.com, then I would go with Patterson. I'd drop Hyde and go get Cordero Patterson. If that's not an option, or if Sony Michelle is active, I think you just got to take your lumps with Doug Martin. And my guess is that the reason why your trade can't go through is because you agreed to it after the Steelers played, and that might lock Le'Veon Bell onto your roster for a few more days. Blake is in Chicago. Blake, you are on fantasy. I on fantasy football. Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. I love the work you guys do. Thank you. Um, I started Juju Smith-Schuster this week. And nice. I'm trying to figure out who else I want to start um, for the week. I'm four and five in the standard league. My options are uh, I need a, a wide receiver, another wide receiver, and a flex. I have Jarvis Landry, uh, Nick Chubb, and Julian Edelman, so I can play two of those guys. I'm starting Saquon and Jordan Howard at running back, all, unless the wildfire like, cancels the game for Saquon or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely starting Nick Chubb as a flex. Love that play. And I would go with Edelman over Landry as long as Gronk does not play. We're going to see Edelman see double-digit targets in that game, I expect. And I think he has a better chance of scoring a touchdown than Landry does. We're shipping off to Boston. Andrew is on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, gentlemen, evening. Um, just a quick one. I need one quarterback and one defense in my dynasty league. I got Goff, Breeze, and Luck. And then the defenses, I currently have uh, the Bears, the Jets, and the Chiefs. Thanks, fellas. That's not a – that's not, you know, you say I only have. That, that's a pretty good group. I would actually go with the Bears over the Jets, but those are both top five defenses for me. I don't think you can go wrong. At quarterback, you've got three good ones. Jared Goff is my favorite this week. A little bit worried about Drew Brees outside on the road and a little bit worried about Andrew Luck against that Jacksonville defense. I'm not worried about Luck against Jacksonville. I think Luck is playing so well right now that he's going to find numbers against anybody he plays against. But I like Jared Goff better. I think Goff will put up the best numbers of those three quarterbacks. And Kansas City's defense, by the way, they're not out there in a ton of leagues, but they have been playing better the past couple of weeks, and they're taking on Arizona at home. They, they're they not going to be a bad DST either. But you wouldn't go with them over the Bears. No, no, thank you. 855-212-4227 is our number. Give us a call. We'll help you with your fantasy team, just like we're going to do with Dave in Pittsburgh. Dave. Guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Glad to be um, so full uh, PPR league, I need two spots, uh, running back and a flex. I'm working with Fournette, Mack, uh, Golden Tate, and Brandon Cooks. What do you think? Yeah, I'm starting. Uh, so you need two running backs and a flex? Running back and a flex for Dave. Yeah, I'd go with Mack, and I would go with Golden Tate. 
Now, he said Brandon Cooks was one of the oh, options. Oh, Mac, Mac and Cooks then. That's easy. Yeah, all of a sudden, Golden Tate doesn't look quite as good when you've got Brandon Cooks in, in the situation. I was just trying to say Golden Tate for once. I think, I've been arguing against him all that. I think the Rams do what they do, and Brandon Cooks will be a big part of that against Seattle. And I do like Marlon Mack better than Leonard Fournette. Just a little bit concerned about what Fournette will get done. Jacob is in Maine. Jacob, how can we help you? Uh, all right, so... I'm looking for a flex position in a PPR league. Um, right now I have Chubb starting. I also have Edelman, Brendan Cooks, uh, Sonny Michelle, and Kittle on my team. And would you start either of those wide receivers over someone like Cooper Cup? And for quarterback, would you go Rodgers, Mahomes, or Ryan? You've got how is this a four-team league? You've got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Matt Ryan, and Patrick Mahomes. That those are literally my top three quarterbacks this week. It's an eight-team league. I drafted Rodgers and Ryan and picked up Mahomes after week one. Well, that is outstanding. I, you know, congratulations on winning the league. Yeah, Jacob. I, I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. You're going to win this week. I'll go with Aaron Rodgers. I I have him projected as the number one quarterback this week, ahead of Ryan and ahead of Mahomes. And then, did you say you only can start one of Edelman, Cooks, Michelle, and Kittle? Correct. I have Chubb starting right now, and I have Cooper Cup, a wide receiver. Would you start any of those wide receivers over Cup? I would start both Edelman and Cooks over Cooper Cup. I like it. Um, would you start them both over Chubb? In a PPR league? Yep. Yes, I would. So go I- Cooks and Edelman over Cup and Chubb? I, I would. I think Dave's probably going to say he'd go Chubb over Edelman. I'd, I'd go Cup over Edelman for sure, but that's just me. I'm I'm in a, a little bit worried. even in a P. Uh, Cooper Cup doesn't catch passes. I yeah, think I mean, he'll he's gonna be get fine. six or seven targets compared to double digits from Edelman. I would expect. I I think I don't think he can go wrong. You look at his quarterback <laughs> yeah, situation. <laughs> his team is on fire. I'm trying to help you set a record here. Very well done, I'm Jacob. Nine and zero. Oh, nine and zero. Nine and zero. Well, I'm glad that we could help you out. Thank you, Jacob. Eight five five two one two four two two seven is the number. Sean called us. Sean's in Arizona, and now Sean is on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, what's going on, guys? I have never called a radio show in my entire life, but I am. Congratulations. Yeah. I've never done this. This is new for me. But uh, so I've got David Johnson and Melvin Gordon. I've got Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith. So those guys, as far as I'm concerned, are locked. Mm-hmm. But for my flex, I am desperate. I don't know whether to start Tyler Boyd, Adrian Peterson, or LaShawn McCoy. I might as well leave LaShawn McCoy out of it. But between Tyler Boyd and uh, AP, yeah, you're not desperate. And AP, you, you, you like are in a fantastic matchups. I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, you're in a fantastic situation. There's a little bit of concern over Adrian Peterson just because of that offensive line. In fact, it might be a lot of concern. It is a good matchup. I think he probably scores a touchdown, but you cannot beat Tyler Boyd as a flex this week. He's played four games this year where he's got at least nine targets. He scored at least 21 PPR fantasy points in all of them. He's averaged 24 fantasy points per game when he's got nine targets. And O.A.J. Green there, he's getting double-digit targets in this game. They're going to be playing from behind, and the place to attack the Saints defense is in the slot. That's where Boyd plays. Boyd's a top-12 wide receiver for me. You're going to start three top-15 wide receivers. I agree with you. I think Boyd is the way to go, but just a little bit of contrarian thought with A.J. Green not there and John Ross more of a, a shot play type of wide receiver. Could it be that New Orleans kind of sinks their teeth into Tyler Boyd in obvious passing situations and takes him away from Andy Dalton? I think only if Cincinnati makes the mistake of putting him outside. 
But if they're he stays in put, the slot, they're not going to put Lattimore inside. I, well, they have done that a little bit this year. Just maybe, a little, like maybe ten snaps. Ten snaps could be ten third down plays. Those are passing plays where Tyler Boyd could do really well. I like Tyler Boyd. I'm not going to yeah, say you're, that you're, you're arguing for the sake of arguing. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. Caleb from Pennsylvania saved me from arguing with Heath Cummings. Hey, guys, uh, this isn't my question, but I need you to console me. Um, I am a Steelers fan, and in a league where I am stacked at receiver, I put in Tyler Boyd over top Juju Smith-Schuster. All right? And let me tell you, watching that game last night, the first play from scrimmage the Steelers have, I wanted to start throwing things. Um, so, uh, at first, I, I, need, I need some consolation on the, on the game that Boyd's you know what? But then my question – it's okay. Go ahead. It's it's okay. He he. I to, I just told you Tyler Boyd scored at least twenty one PPR fantasy points every game. He's had nine targets. But Juju just just barely scored twenty one. Right. Tyler Boyd's gonna make you look smart. All right. Good. All right. Thank just you. next I, time, I look my... at our rankings before you do it, Caleb, because uh, we did have Juju ahead of. Boyd. I had Boyd ahead of Juju. Did I'll, you? Oh, maybe he was looking it. at your ranking. I'll stand by it. So he's going to outperform Juju Smith Schuster. Yes. Schuster had ninety yards and a touchdown. Yep. He could get there. He's gonna have to score. All right. What's up, Caleb? All right, uh, let's uh, let's get ready to take a little bit of a break. I was excited to talk about Tyler Boyd. We really didn't talk about what it means with A.J. Green not being on the field for Cincinnati. Andy Dalton's future without A.J. Green, if it's like his past, it's not going to be pretty for him. But could it mean that Joe Mixon steps up and Giovanni Bernard could also come into play? High-scoring game coming between the Saints and the Bengals. Much food for thought. We're going to get into that and more of your fantasy questions on the other side here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. That's right. We're here to help you win in Week 10, win your fantasy leagues. We will answer your questions about your matchups for this week or questions about the rest of the season. I'm Dave Richard. Heath Cummings is alongside. We are senior fantasy writers for CBSSports.com. You can find our rankings, projections, columns. We host a live podcast every day. We do live videos every day, and we do it because we want to help you win your leagues. But right now, it's Saturday night. We're on the radio trying to help you out. So CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. Hey, everyone, here's a quick way you could save some money. Switch to GEICO. Do you need homeowners, renters, or motorcycle insurance too? Get it all at GEICO.com. Every week on this show, we have Pat from Ohio call in. Pat is one of our most clever callers and one of the most diehard fantasy players I know. Let's get to him right now. Pat, what's happening? What is up, fellas? Pat. X is going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. Moment of silence for Des Bryant. When I find myself in the times of trouble, FFT comes to me, speaking words of wisdoms about fantasy. Let it be. Connor's on the highway to Bell. Desmond Bell, I try to hold on. I try so hard. I got so far. But in the end, a trophy is all that matters. Well, so does the money and title. My team is hurting. I didn't know they're going to be my beast of Burton. But don't cry. Dry your eye. Here comes Drew Brees with those two little guys. My number one waiver claim, I can't use it anymore. I feel like Brandon Marshall is knocking on the Saints' door. I like the way you guys work it. If Brandon Marshall signs with with the Saints in a 14-team league for TDs, would he be worth it? Free ad, I'm knocking him out the box, Dave and Heath. Have a lovely evening. 
Uh, does Brandon Marshall have tight? I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah, as always, it's but amazing. Just, Every Saturday he comes yeah. through. Uh, does Brandon Marshall have tight end eligibility? That's how I felt about Des Bryant, and they chose <laughs> Des Bryant over Brandon Marshall. The, whoever, if they try to put in that role, they're not taking Michael Thomas touches. They're not taking Kamara touches. They're not taking Mark Ingram touches. They're taking Benjamin Watson touches, touches if they get anything at all. I don't think you're going to see more than two to three catches a week, and you hope they score a touchdown. It's a very, very deep league option. Let's see how many more calls we can take here before the sports update. Judy in Texas, you're on CBS Sports Radio. And this is PPR, Mike Evans or MVS. Chubb or Mixon, Hooper or Doyle. Those are all fantastic options. You are in a very good place. I will go with Mike Evans. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon in PPR. And then the tight ends were Jack Doyle. And who was the other tight end? It was Austin Hooper. I like Doyle a lot better in PPR. Actually, I like Doyle a lot better in PPR than I like Doyle in non-PPR. I agree. But yeah, I, I like Hooper better in both. I, so you'll go Hooper over Doyle. This is going to be the only one we disagree on. I think Doyle is locked into a good role, and I think it doesn't matter that he plays Jacksonville. Six catches, 60 yards. That's his fantasy floor. Omar, Buffalo, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. Long-time podcast listener. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Two, uh, two quick questions for you. One, uh, I need a flex in a PPR league, uh, choosing out of Peyton Barber, LaShawn McCoy, Matt Breida, and Austin Eckler. Please don't say McCoy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say McCoy. You're going to do it, huh? <laughs> I'm going to say McCoy. And I, I, I liked McCoy a little more at the start of the week when it sounded like Chris Ivory wasn't going to play. Now Ivory's working his way back. If Ivory plays, that dings him just a little bit. But I don't think, like, we like the Jets' defense, not because the Jets' defense is good, but because they're facing the Bills. I do think there's a pretty good chance you see McCoy get 75, 80 yards in this game and maybe even scores his first touchdown of the season. Now, it's a lot to ask because LaShawn McCoy has been not as big of a bust, obviously, as Le'Veon Bell, but a pretty big bust. He has been, but he's got, what, three games in his last five with that type of production? I I just want to... I think I would feel a little bit better about it if Josh Allen was the quarterback and somebody who's actually oh, would, yeah. been in Buffalo and could actually like provide a semblance of a passing game versus Matt Barkley, who's expected to be the starter for the Bills. I don't know what he knows as far as this offense I, goes. You know what he knows? He knows his name's not Nathan Peterman. Now it's time for a CBS Sports Radio update. Here's John Fass. You're listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. CBS's Super Bowl season continues Sunday with an exciting doubleheader. First, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots travel south to take on Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. Then it's an NFC West showdown between the Seattle Seahawks and the division-leading Los Angeles Rams. The action kicks off with the NFL Today, presented by Jeep, at 12 Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. We know you guys need answers to your fantasy questions, and we're going to take as many calls as we can. But I wanted to put something on your radar that will also help you crush it in Week 10. Be sure to check out Fantasy Football Today. It's live starting at 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday on CBS Sports HQ, that's the new 24-7 streaming home for the latest sports news and analysis, CBS Sports HQ. That's our two-hour wall-to-wall fantasy football extravaganza, and the second hour of which can be heard right here on most of these same CBS Sports radio stations. 
That starts at 11 a.m., so 10 a.m. online, 11 a.m. here on the radio. But for now, it's time to take your calls. Let's finish strong, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Chicago. Chris is on eye on fantasy football. Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, I got uh, three wide receivers. I need to start two. I got John Ross, uh, Christian Kirk, and uh, Mohamed Sanu. It's a uh, half-point PPR. And then I also was wondering what you guys thought about Mike Davis uh, for the late start. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as we don't hear something different, my expectation going in is that Chris Carson's probably not going to play. Now, we could get some news on Sunday morning from Adam Schefter, from me and Rapport, from somebody saying, you know, it sounds like he's going to be okay. But he, the nice thing about Davis is, He's got a little bit of a floor even if Carson plays. I would still expect him to get eight-plus carries in that game even if Carson does play. And there's a chance that Carson, like last week, starts, plays the first half, and then is unable to go any further. As far as the receivers go, Christian Kirk's the one I feel good about starting amongst those three. I would go with Sanu over John Ross. There's opportunity for Ross to pop, but... So far in his NFL career, it's just been so disappointing. He's not been on the same page with Andy Dalton. He's not been able to stay healthy. He has one game in his career with more than two catches. He has one game with more than 16 receiving yards. This is not the week I'm going to trust him. Just one last finishing touch on the Chris Carson discussion. He didn't practice all week. So he's listed as questionable. Usually players that don't practice by Friday – do not play on Sunday. I would not expect Chris Carson to play. That would mean very good things for Mike Davis, who's also going to be an interesting play in daily fantasy. Back to the phones. Ernest is in Texas. Ernest, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call, uh, Mr. Heath, Cousin Dave. Cousin Ernest. So uh, i got a quick question. Uh, I need two uh, of three half-point PPR uh, running backs. Uh, my choices are... Sonny Michelle, Tariq Cohen, or Aaron Jones. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good oh, and we like these guys a lot. Maybe the decision will be easy and Sonny Michelle will be made inactive and then you can just go with Tariq Cohen and Aaron Jones. But let's just lay it out. Sonny Michelle, if he plays, he was limited in practice all week going up against Tennessee Heath. Who do you sit out from this group? Yeah, I don't. I'm not quite as excited about Sony Michelle this week as you are. And I, I still like him. He's a nice low in number two, but you had that half PPR in. Listen, Aaron Jones is the start of the week. We're not going to tell you to sit Aaron Jones for Sony Michelle and Tariq Cohen, I don't think. So I would actually sit Sony Michelle. I think Cohen catches a couple passes. He's risky, but those two both are. I would sit Jones of this group. I think he'll catch the fewest amount of passes. And I, I, I think he has by far the most upside. I, I, listen, Cohen's going up against Detroit. They're terrible against the run. Sony Michelle at Tennessee, he has been great every time he's been installed as that starter. I'm kind of hoping it's made easy for Ernest and Sony is inactive, but if it's not the case, I'd sit Jones from this group in a half-point PPR, and that PPR does make a difference but, here. But it doesn't, it's not a good thing for Sony Michelle. Like, Aaron Jones had two catches last week. Sony Michelle has two catches since week three. No, but it's Sony Michelle's numbers on the ground, and the fact that he's just, it seems like a lock for a touchdown every time he plays and plays well. If you're nervous about Sony not being at 100%, remember, he limped off the field badly when he got hurt several weeks ago, then it makes sense to sit Sony. But uh, I'm excited and I'm optimistic that he'll play well, assuming he's active. 855-212-4CBS is the number. That's what Tony dialed. And now he's on Eye on Fantasy Football. Hey, guys. uh, One point, PPR Flex. 
And he won David Johnson, Nick Chubb, or Duke Johnson. And defense, am I going with Jacksonville or Green Bay? I I don't know that we're going to agree on the defense. I would actually stick with Jacksonville. I think they come back off the bye, rested. They're more healthy. They don't have A.J. Bouye, but the rest of the defense is looking pretty good. I, I think they make a statement in this game against the Colts. And that's a really good situation to be in for your flex if you're choosing between David Johnson and Nick Chubb. That's outstanding. I'm actually going to go with Chubb. In a PPR, you're going to go with Chubb? I'm going to go with Chubb. Over David Johnson? Yes. It's a great matchup for all three of these guys. I'm not ready to trust Duke ahead of these two. I'm going to go a different way at running back and say David Johnson against Kansas City. He's got a great matchup, and he catches a decent amount of passes. And I'm with you on the Jaguars. I'll take my lumps with him this week against Indianapolis and hope for better matchups moving forward. John in Ohio. John, talk to us. Uh, two questions. Quarterback uh, Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? And uh, running back two, either Jalen Richard or Edo Smith. Is it PPR? PPR, yes. Okay, in PPR, I'd go with Jalen Richard. He is in one of those situations where he doesn't necessarily have a lot of value on the ground, but they are, we, you just know they are always going to be playing from behind. And he is really the number one target in the passing game because their car's not holding on the ball long enough to give it to anybody else. And at quarterback, I've got Matt Ryan number two overall. I'd start him over Patrick Mahomes, so I'm starting him over Carson Wentz too. And again, just a great matchup for him. Cleveland is Cleveland, but also their secondary is very beat up right now. Denzel Ward's going to play. He's not at 100%. And normally we would steer clear of offenses that are on the road for the second straight week, especially dome offenses that are outdoors on grass. But the way that they are rolling right now, I think he can't help it go with Matt Ryan. Justin is in Vero Beach, and he is on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Justin. Um, I have a question. I've I'm, uh, got my starting receivers are Julio Jones and Keenan Allen. I'm playing Tevin Coleman at one of my running back positions. And basically my question is, should I uh, start Aaron Jones or Tyler Boyd in the flex? And should I mess around with uh, Tyler Boyd over Keenan Allen or Julio? I would not start Tyler Boyd over Keenan Allen or Julio. Is this a PPR league? Yes. In a PPR league, I actually would start Tyler Boyd over Aaron Jones. Me too. I just think that those catches are going to rack up for him. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about him having a couple of big plays, but I think that okay. short area target is going to be good for Boyd. So so Boyd in the flex, but should I do Aaron Jones or Tevin Coleman in my running back box? I played James Conner last night. That's not a bad spot to be in, having those points locked in. I, I've got it basically as a coin flip between the two of them, but I do have Coleman two spots higher than Aaron Jones, so I would actually sit Aaron Jones in this situation. Moving along with the phone calls, CJ is in South Carolina. CJ, what's up with your fantasy team? Morning, guys. Uh, afternoon or evening, whatever. Whatever it is, it's fantasy I'm time. I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, it's two okay. Two questions. Um, wide receiver, Cup or um, Ridley? And tight end, Ebron or Graham? I would go with Cooper Cup over Calvin Ridley. Both both good options as number two wide receivers slash number threes, but I do like uh, Cup just a little bit more. And then at tight end, Jimmy Graham could be in for a big, big week if Randall Cobb is ruled out. We saw the last two games where Randall Cobb didn't play. Graham had 10 targets per game. He's only had 10 targets in his last two games. I like Graham more than Ebron, whether Cobb plays or not. But if Cobb's out, Graham could be huge. Are you a little worried about Eric Ebron's numbers now that Jack Doyle's back? Because we've seen Doyle, it's only been three games where they've both played. But Jack Doyle has 
dwarfed Ebron's targets when he's been out there. He's been outstanding. Yeah, I, I, I still think that Ebron's going to be probably a low-end starter most of the rest of the year. I'm a little worried this week because I don't know how many points the Colts score against Jacksonville. Um, but I, I prefer Graham over either one of them. Oscar is in Virginia. Oscar, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, appreciate the help, guys. Um, I'm at a, a full-point PPR, and uh, I need a wide receiver. I got Tyler Lockett, Traquan Smith, and Maurice Harris. We like Maurice Harris quite a bit as a sleeper, and Traquan Smith is certainly excited. But the, the, the choice here is Tyler Lockett. He looks an awful lot like the number one wide receiver on the Seahawks team. I love the matchup for Tyler Lockett this week. That Rams pass defense has not played well at all since Aqib Tlaib got hurt, and Lockett is a big play threat. They are going to throw deep in this game. Seattle's going to have to throw a lot in this game. The Rams are going to put points on the board. I'm using Lockett not only in all my seasonal leagues, I am building lineups in all my daily fantasy leagues with Tyler Lockett in there. I think he's going to be fantastic. Greg in Wisconsin. Greg, let's help you with your fantasy team. What's going on? Yeah, I got uh, PPR quarterback Fitz, uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick or uh, Luck, and my other one is defense. I have the Bears or the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers over the Bears. I think that LA's defense—they're playing Oakland. They're going to—they—they should be outstanding. That Raiders offense just does not look good. And as 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 much as I like Andrew Luck, and even though that matchup's a little bit nerve-wracking, I think he's going to be fine. Ryan Fitzpatrick has given fantasy owners at least 30 fantasy points in every game he started and finished. How do you get away from that? I think he's going to be phenomenal. I would start Ryan Fitzpatrick over Andrew Luck. And uh, count me in as a sentence that I never thought I'd ever utter on a radio show ever in my life. Ryan Fitzpatrick over Andrew Luck. But I'm doing it, Greg, and I hope you do too. Dan is in Massachusetts. Dan. Dan is not in Massachusetts. What happened, Dan? We missed you. Francisco in New York. Let's talk about a trade. Hey, hey guys. Uh, I have two trade offers in my bin. Trade deadline is tonight. Would you trade Kenny and Drake for A.J. Green? And would you trade Matt – I mean, sorry. Would you trade Matt Breida for A.J. Green – and would you trade Kenyon Drake for Marvin Jones, standard league? I'm making the Breida trade right now. Oh, yeah, Especially if you've got running back depth, and you might need to keep Drake to have that depth on your team. But I'm, I'm going to take the chance on A.J. Green coming back, giving up Matt Breida, who you never know how much longer he's going to stay healthy for. I, I think that that's the trade that you absolutely have to make. Brian in Florida, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Dave, you're doing a great job filling in tonight, man. It's like, like you've done this before. <laughs> it, this isn't my first time. This isn't my first it. time. But thank you, Brian. Quick question for the regulators. I had a stat change. Came out Wednesday. Caused the team to lose, which uh, affected, obviously, their waiver uh, pickup. So, Heath, obviously, I kicked him out of the league. But what can I do moving <laughs> forward? Do just have to deal with that, or is there anything I can do? So what you're saying is they had a better waiver priority than they should have had? Um. The, they had a worse, a worse one. Oh, that's, after that, they lost, their yeah. their uh, record changed. I don't really think there's anything you can do about that because you don't. I mean, the one thing you could do is you could push waivers back to Wednesday night, and I kind of like that. 
like for future years. I don't know if I'd necessarily do it mid-season. I do kind of like that because it gives you a little better indication by the time you get to Wednesday night of who's going to be, who's practiced on Wednesday, who might be available for the following week, who's in trouble, and what spots you need to fill in. So one solution you might have is don't run waivers on Tuesday night. Run them on Wednesday night into Thursday Shouldn't have too many complications by making that change. Matt is in Cleveland. He is on CBS Sports Radio. Taking my call. I appreciate it. You got it, I'm looking have a um, quarterback question for you. I have uh, Wilson or Fitzpatrick, the one-point PPR league, and I do uh, have Lockett starting at wide receiver. I would start Fitzpatrick over Wilson. Um, I, I just I do think it's important to recognize when you're deci- when you're choosing to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, the ceiling is enormous. Essentially, the number one quarterback in fantasy this year has been whoever starts for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there is some risk with Fitzpatrick each week. He got off to a bad start against Carolina last week, had two interceptions in the first half, and he is prone to do that. I, there is a chance any given week that he could start that way and all of a sudden we see Jameis Winston start warming up on the sidelines. Still, the difference in upside for me between Fitzpatrick and Wilson is too big. I'd start him. I'm with you 100% of the way. Jay, Niagara Falls calling in. What's happening, Jay? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got a flex. Uh, I got a fill. I got Hilton, Landry, Michelle, or Martin. Doug Martin. Is it, and you say it's PPR or not? Yes, PPR, sorry. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably go with Jarvis Landry in that situation. Michelle's not a bad option either, but he's not going to catch any passes, and Landry should should at least catch five or six passes, even if they only go for 45 yards. Don in California, let's make it quick, Don. I just real quick, I need a flex uh, in a standard league, and it's going to be uh, between Breda and um, Humphreys, and Mike Davis. So uh, Davis, to me, is absolutely the way you go 100%. here. And even if Chris Carson is active, I still think if it's non-PPR, Davis is still the better bet of the three. PPR, maybe you make the move to Humphreys, or maybe that's too much for you. Yeah, if, if Chris Carson is active, I'd go with Matt Breida. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of Eye on Fantasy Football. Heath, did you have a good time? Oh, it was awesome. We loved helping you guys out. We'll be back next week with another show right here on CBS Sports Radio next Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell you what. I thought that uh, th- that we, th- the guy that we got a lot of questions on, the most questions, was Marquez Valdez-Scantling in Green Bay. Early on, for sure, yeah. Really thought that some people have a lot of concern about him because he's a rookie, wasn't one of these premier rookie players. But anytime you're catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, well, there, I mean, especially against Miami. I, I understand why there's a little bit of concern about him. I mean, he's, he has one game this season with more than three catches. He's, he, had, he needed 30 yards per catch last week to reach double digits in fantasy, po- fantasy points. Coming up next is the huge show with Bill Simonson. Please stay tuned for that. Mad props to Connor Green and Alicia Montanaro on the other side of the glass. For Heath Cummings, I'm Dave Richard. Thanks for coming out.